All right, everyone, I'd like to welcome Alyssa Kesar, the social media host for the upcoming Farmers Insurance Open to this edition of SCGA's Quarantine Chronicles. Thanks for joining, Alyssa. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to chat with you. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you. And, you know, as the social media host for uh, this week's tournament, what are some of your main objectives? Yeah, so one big part of what I do is keeping the fans active, engaged, and excited leading up to the tournament and then obviously during the week as well. So back in November when we got word and had to announce that we'd be proceeding with the plans without fans, uh, it became a very strong initiative on my end to keep them excited, keep them feeling like they were still a part of the action and that leading up to and then also during the week. So that's been a really big focus for me over the last couple weeks here. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's unique this year, obviously, you know, with no fans in attendance, uh, this year's on-site content creation will only come from a few outlets, you know, yourself being one of them. Does the strategy change knowing that there will not be any fans in attendance? Um, If anything, I think the strategy becomes more uh, fan-centered for me. Uh, Mm -hmm. We have some really exciting giveaways. We've asked them to be very active in submitting some fan videos wishing their favorite players good luck. So as much as it is about the golf and the amazing talent and our very talented player field that we have coming to the tournament, I feel like I've also been a lot very heavily focused on the fans because they can't be here. So, yeah, I mean, the, the golf is going to be amazing. As always, the course is in tremendous shape. We have the perfect backdrop with the Pacific Ocean. You can't really beat it, but I still keep my focus on helping the fans feel like they're just as much as part of the action as they can be, even though they can't be with us at the course. Yeah, absolutely. And outside of there being no spectators, you know, what else is unique about this year's Farmers Insurance Open? It's kind of unique. Every year is kind of its own unique sort of tournament. Um, But I think that, you know, because the player field's different every year and changing situations, obviously this year the tournament's having to adjust with the the pandemic. And I think it's been really cool to see the teams that are still putting on these events and the PGA Tour come together in a way to support each other and still make great tournaments happen. No different here with the Farmers Insurance Open. You just see people really band together to still create something that's great. And you see people staying positive and you still see people working extremely hard to make sure what they're doing comes out just as good as good as it possibly could. So that's, I think, been, been unique to all the tournaments and, and the Farmers Insurance Open this year. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I haven't been out on property this year, and I won't be, unfortunately, but I'm just curious, is, are there less grandstands, less suites out there? Will we see more green grass, more of the golf course this year? Yes, I think you definitely will see more green out there than usual. Uh, there, The build-out uh, was pretty, was, you know, obviously much smaller from previous years, but I think that they're trying to find other ways. There's some different signage that you'll see from aerial coverage to still show the farmer's logo, make it nice and visible. Um, but yeah, there's, we don't have the hospitality suites that we usually do. There's less grandstands. 
some of our on-site activations as far as food and beverage. That isn't there this year, unfortunately. But, you know, the golf course gets to shine in all its glory and that it is. And you'll see some more of, of the course this year for sure. Yeah, and before we change gears, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you have a pick for this week? Who's going to win? Uh, <laughs> I get asked that question a lot. Um, I'm not really sure. I'm just really excited to see a few different players that I haven't gotten the chance to see play in person yet. Uh, so, like, for example, one player that sticks out in mind is, like, a Brooks Kepka. I haven't – he wasn't here last year. And mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to see him play in person. He's not necessarily my pick to win. I feel like I can't, I can't pick a pick a name, but um, like him, and obviously the hometown people we have, the local guys like Xander, Ricky. I know Phil Mickelson's a big fan favorite. Charlie Hoffman. So, you know, the local guys are always cool to see and and root for. But we have a really amazing player. Mark Leishman's back. He was our winner for 2020. So I'm just really excited to see all the amazing golf. You never know when those special moments are going to hit and who's going to, you know, get that special shot. So I'm just excited for all those things next week. All right. Yeah, that's, we'll allow that answer. We'll allow that. So you are. <laughs> I know that was like, <laughs> that was like so, such a cop out, but it, you know, I feel like I have to. <laughs> I feel like it's I okay. You, I mean, you way. can't be out there. You can't be out there rooting for anybody, you know, vocally because yeah. you, you, you made a pick on Quarantine Chronicles. So we understand. We understand. Yeah, I have uh, to say you're pretty neutral. <laughs> exactly. So changing gears here a little bit. Um, you're a self-described golf beginner. Um, what have you found to be sort of the most challenging aspect of picking up the game? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think it's my biggest challenges have kind of, I think, been personal to me. Uh, as I've gotten more into the game now, I've been playing for a little bit over two years, my expectations around myself and how I should be performing on the golf course, I think, are my, is the biggest challenge for me because <laughs> I, as an athlete my entire life, I have this view in my head of how I should be playing and performing on the golf course. And in reality, uh, it doesn't always pan out that way. So there's a little bit of a disconnect between what I think, expectation and reality <laughs> when it comes to golf. But I think a lot of people could probably identify with that. Um, I am very lucky to have the opportunity to play often. I also get to work with a great coach. His name is Mike Maggs in Carlsbad. So I have, I feel very fortunate to have all those tools where I have the coaching and I have the opportunity to get out and play a lot. So those aren't really challenges for me, but I think the biggest challenge is just understanding and being very clear that it's okay to stink at something and golf will make you realize that very, very quickly. And it goes against human nature, but it's just kind of the reality of golf. Yeah, it's very humbling. And you you mentioned yeah. it briefly you know you played division one soccer at the college of new jersey you're an all-american goalie i believe i have that correct uh does any of that skill translate to the course and is that part of the frustration is that you were so good at you know being an athlete in one sense and then you go to play golf and it's just does not translate so this is such a good question so yes and no what did translate for me um with my soccer my previous athletic history 
was understanding how much time and effort it takes to get good at something. So the whole practice, like understanding that I need to practice a lot and I need to keep at it and work really hard. So that translated, but I actually had to retrain myself as an athlete with golf from what I've been used to my entire life growing up, because with soccer, it, number one, it was a team sport and always before practice, before games, it was all about like getting the adrenaline going, like getting hyped up, getting really excited, like feeding off that energy. And then I noticed with golf, the more hyped up, the more like energetic that I got, the worse that I played. So I almost had to like retrain my brain as to become a, a better golf athlete to be like, calm down, just be the more relaxed you are, the better that you play and the more calm that you are, the better you play. So that was, um, you know, kind of a learning experience for me to become this new type of athlete with a different sport with golf than I was with soccer. Yeah, that's a very interesting perspective. And, and you know, as a woman, uh, the, the barrier to entry for uh, for golf, the game of golf, is just harder. It is. Um, and why do you think that is? And how can the golf community as a whole be more welcoming to women? I, I know it. I've heard it a thousand times. It's just a little bit intimidating. How can we be better? Yeah, yeah. I think I think golf. Obviously, yes. I could see it being more intimidating for females because it's such a golf uh, male dominated sport. But I, again, I really think it comes down to golf is hard. And even no matter how athletic you are, you make a, a golf swing for the first time and it can make you feel like the most unathletic person, you know, ever. <laughs> That's at least how I felt the first time I swung a driver. I've never felt more unathletic in my life. But I think that golf is just has this very long standing um, tradition aspect to it. And the one thing that I've noticed being obviously newer to the game at an older age, um, I feel like the reins are loosening a little bit with, you know, embracing new golf fashion trends and sort of having it become a more like social sport where it is a attractive to younger people. Um, but at the same time, still keeping true to traditional golf roots, but also making it a little bit more fun, a little bit more social and more accessible to, you know, that, that younger crowd. Um, so overall, I think the main barrier for both men and women, like I said, I've already mentioned, you have to just really come to terms with being okay that I don't care if you played for one year or 20 years, there are going to be days out on that golf course that you literally feel like you've never played a day in your life. And that's just sort of what I'm learning from being now two years in, but playing, being around people who have played for 20, 25 years, and they still feel the same way, you know? So I think that it's just approaching it with the mindset. You're out on a golf course. It's you're out in the sunshine. You're with your friends. It's a social thing. Um, and just having a good time. That's kind of like what, what, how I think people need to sort of have their mindset around it if they're going to be newer to this game like I was, you know, later on in life. Yeah, absolutely. It can be, it can be an aggravating game, but, uh, you know, keeping, keeping the fun in it is certainly uh, important yes. for everybody. So how, how yeah. if, if at all, are you trying to help um, others begin to pick up the game, you know, specifically women? Is it 
simply that self-deprecation um, personality that you, you seem to have where it's, you know, it's okay to be bad at something or is yeah. there is there something else that you're um, kind of targeting when, when you decide, oh, well, you know, I want to um, help beginners pick up the game. Yeah. When I started my um, Instagram back when I was first learning to play and I've tried to keep and hold true to this throughout this entire time is showing all of the trials and tribulations that golf has provided for somebody who is newer to the game, but then also celebrating milestones along the way. So I think that if you sort of embrace both sides of it and just be very transparent through a platform like so, like I've tried to do using my Instagram account, it sort of makes people think or shows people that it's okay. So that's the one thing that I like to always kind of demonstrate to my audience is that I'm going to show you um, I'm going to like celebrate the milestones that I'm hitting, like my first birdie, which took me very long to get, um, hitting longest drives, new personal best rounds, and celebrating those moments because they're ultimately what keep, keeps you coming back to the game. But then I also have no trouble showing people the first time I ever tried to hit a driver, I completely missed the ball or, you know, <laughs> showing myself completely messing up, missing a ton of putts. Um, chunking shots, you know, I, it's it's just the game. It is what it is. So the more you show the reality of it, I think it also breaks down the barriers too. I, I remember the first round I ever played, it was out on a course. And I remember getting to the range. I was playing with a few people who've been playing golf for a really long time. And I was so nervous at the range to warm up. And the I watched them each beside me, like duff a shot, chunk a shot, and it completely took a ton of weight off of my shoulders because my <laughs> right. my thought process was, oh, these guys have been playing for 20 years. They must be really good and never make a mistake. That was that was legitimately what I thought. And then I watched them make mistakes that first round I ever played out on a course. And I was like, oh, these guys have been playing for a really long time and they're making mistakes. And it's going to be completely okay for me to make a mistake. I'm brand new to the game. So I think people just need to understand that this game is hard. We watch the pros make mistakes when, you know, they're on the biggest stage on TV and, you know, we're obviously going to make mistakes. We're, we're not going pro. So you just have to, to know that you're going to mess up and that's totally okay. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's refreshing to hear because I think social media in general, you don't often see people at their most vulnerable state or most vulnerable times. Nobody's posting a, Instagram photo of themselves with bedhead and without makeup on. Yeah. So it's it's great to see yeah. uh, that you really you've carved out that niche for yourself and um, you've you've I wouldn't say exposed yourself, but you, you know you're being genuine and that is that is certainly needed when especially targeting uh, beginning golfers. So before we go, I want to let all our listeners know that you can find Alyssa all week on the Farmers Insurance Open social media channels as well as her personal IG at new lady golfer so give her a follow shoot her some likes and enjoy the vip access throughout this week yes thank you so much i really appreciate that it was a pleasure chatting with you yeah same here Alyssa. and uh you know that does it for this session of quarantine chronicles so thanks for your time uh, all the best to you and stay safe out there you too thank you all right bye-bye